Chapter 15 of Conciliatory or Irenical Animadversions on the Controversies Agitated in Britain under the Unhappy Names of Antinomians and Neonomians by Herman Witsius. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Paradoxical Assertions Concerning the Utility of Holiness with respect to the utility of holiness and good works i find the following things disputed whether it be justly said one that good works are of no profit to us in order to the possession of salvation so that though they are acknowledged not to be the cause of reigning they cannot be reckoned even the way to the kingdom that whatever good we do we do it not for ourselves but for christ that nothing is to be done that we may live but because we do live two that it is unlawful to do any good with the intention that by doing it we may promote our own salvation three that there is no duty of virtue or holiness however perfectly performed whereby we can gain even the least good to ourselves either in this life or in that which is to come for that no evil or hurt can be avoided by so doing neither can peace of conscience nor joy in the holy ghost nor assurance of the remission of sins nor consolation be promoted in this way for that the exercise of holiness and good works is not to be reckoned a proper and even a sufficient evidence and argument that we are in a state of grace and in the certain expectation of glory five that even the sincere holiness of believers proceeding from the spirit of grace is in its exercise filthiness and dung before god and that consequently he who studies holiness with all the diligence he can is not a whit more pleasing and acceptable to god than if he neglected it or indulged himself in vice truly these things are so unusual in the very sound of the words and so unexpected from the mouth of a christian much less from his who is reputed a teacher of evangelical holiness and professes and exercises it in piety of life that they cannot but strike horror into the hearers and fill their minds with strong prejudices against the teacher and the doctrine but it must also be confessed that the horror will be not a little diminished when we hear the learned man himself and those who are on his side explaining their mind more at large which indeed is very necessary to the decision of the controversy let us therefore now attend them they teach in general that it is so far from being possible to separate holiness and good works from salvation that they are a part of the salvation purchased for us by christ for we are created in him under good works they add that the ends of good works are very remarkable namely the manifestation of our obedience and subjection the promoting of the glory of the grace of god in this that we endeavour to be useful to others the edification of our neighbour the gathering of ourselves together unto christ jesus who hath promised that he will be found in them besides they put us in mind that in all these assertions the only end they propose is that the glory of free justification may remain entire to god and christ and that no justifying virtue may be attributed to our works of whatsoever kind having premised these general observations they explain these several assertions much in this manner one there is no believer under heaven to whom it is given to ascend the celestial heights until he has in his generation served the purpose of god none believes in christ and receives him by faith who is not after that reception created in him to good works that he may walk in them meanwhile christ is the only way to life the practice of godliness is the necessary labour and occupation of those who walk in this way further we do no good for ourselves 
since all things requisite to salvation were abundantly performed for us by christ who alone died for all that they who live should not henceforth live unto themselves but to him who died for them and rose again two corinthians five fifteen the tenor of the legal covenant is do this and thou shalt live but the doctrine of grace is christ hath quickened thee therefore do thou live in the life of the son of god and testify it by a holy activity secondly god hath blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in christ neither is there a more certain assurance of salvation to be found elsewhere than in christ who finished it most perfectly for us if therefore we seek to finish it for ourselves what do we else but that which is already done labouring in vain besides the generous spirit of true christianity is far from all mercenary meanness neither does it teach thus i will carefully addict myself to the exercise of good works that i may gain the eternal reward but rather in this manner the lines have fallen unto me in pleasant places i have a goodly heritage goodness and mercy shall follow me all my days and because christ has provided so abundantly for me hence contented with so great opulence and seeking nothing further by my own works i will glorify him in my body and my spirit and serve my generation to the glory of his grace thirdly our duties even the best and most excellent have no efficacy of themselves to do us any good all efficacy depends upon the blessing of god in christ therefore it must be inculcated that we can ward off no evil by our prayers or any other exercises of religion lest as is generally the case we attribute unto them any power to reconcile us to god which lies in the satisfaction of christ alone in fine what do our works avail to peace of conscience and joy in christ which if we attend to their imperfection and the pollution wherewith they are defiled proclaim nothing but war the blood of christ only proclaimeth peace which you seek in vain elsewhere he is our peace fourthly the principal evidences whereby it appears that we are in christ are reckoned by many to be these universal obedience sincerity of heart and love towards the brethren but though these in their own kind and within their own sphere are of remarkable use to this purpose yet because they are weakened by the flesh they are scarcely sufficient to give solid assurance to the soul for there is no man provided he attend to himself but will easily find that they are all subject to so great blemishes that the soul solicitous concerning its own salvation has a difficulty to satisfy itself in discerning these marks the spirit of the lord must first reveal his grace to our spirit and endue us with faith whereby we may receive that testimony of the divine spirit that content with it we may quiet our heart before any duty of holiness can give evidence of a matter of such importance but after the testimony of the divine spirit received by faith hath produced assurance in the soul then the gifts of the divine spirit together with the spirit of the lord and the heart of the believer bear witness fifthly when paul testifies philippians three eight that he counts all things but loss and dung for the excellency of the knowledge of christ jesus and that he might gain christ by these words he excludes as to justification before god all works whether previous to faith or following it as is excellently observed by beza for the elucidation of which point it is proper to make the following remarks one the graces of the sanctifying spirit flow clear and pure from their fountain two but running through the channels of our hearts infected with corruption from their own filth they contract uncleanness three and hence it is that all our best duties and exercises are polluted four and consequently they cannot be reckoned for our righteousness before god's tribunal 
five there is therefore no reason why we should glory in duties well performed or on their account commend ourselves to god but that rather being covered with shame we should implore pardon six whatever proceeds from us compared with the most immaculate holiness of god and in respect of the imperfection cleaving to it arising from a mixture of sin dwelling in us causes the duties performed by us if considered in themselves are nothing but dung seven nevertheless by faith in christ all the filthiness of our sins is washed away by him who presents to god these duties cleansed by his blood alone and makes them pleasing and acceptable to him which he does not except we entirely renounce ourselves and our own righteousness and count it all but loss and dung eight in fine since we ourselves and the spiritual sacrifices which we offer unto god are not acceptable to him but by jesus christ one peter two five it is unlawful to presume so much upon our own holiness however great as to ask that on its account considered in itself and separately from christ we may please god End of chapter fifteen